Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bradley Thompson here, and we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast, episode number 70. We're at 70, guys. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about Relentless Bikes. Relentlessbikes.com is an awesome bike company that I co-founded, and we have some awesome deals, and obviously, summer is on its way. So make sure you go get yourself a single-speed bike and start living your life, okay? There's a deal going on right now on the website. You can save some money. So check out RelentlessBikes.com right now and take advantage of that. And Get outside this summer. Get outside this summer and cruise the city, all right? With that being said, let's hop into today's episode. Yo, what's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast, number 70. We're here. We're ready to rock and roll. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to say what up. I want to say how y'all doing. I hope everybody's doing well. And if you missed me, don't worry. We're here now. We've arrived, okay? I'm thinking about making some changes on this podcast. I've been doing a lot of brainstorming. So you're going to see a few changes happening in the next little while. Uh, I got some awesome guests coming up. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be dope. Okay. It's going to be a fun time. And um, if you're watching the video podcast, make sure that you check out the video podcast on my YouTube page at Bradley Thompson Vlogs, or you can just type in Living the Canadian Dream. It'll come up. Um, and today on the video, we got a nice little globe right beside me. and I can spin it once in a while to see, you know, what countries are out there, you know, maybe learn a new country today or a new capital city. That might be the podcast. Okay. I might just spin it once in a while and learn about new places, you know, because that's what this podcast is all about is learning and growing as people. Right. Um, but I'm going to be posting a bunch of shorter clips on the podcast. So if you listen to the audio version of the podcast, I'm going to post a bunch of short um, clips and stuff like that from past podcasts, little, you know, key areas that we've talked about some great tips from some of the people that i've interviewed and i think that would be helpful i think that would just be great um as little snippets because i know an hour of your time is valuable and you know maybe you don't want to listen to hear me ramble for 60 minutes at a time it's not for everybody and i don't blame you i don't blame you but you know if you want to listen to those shorter clips i will post some stuff like that um moving forward moving forward i'm going to make some of those adjustments but um, with that being said, the F1 season has started. We're officially in the F1 season. You know, once the warmer weather starts coming out, sports come back, okay? Obviously, hockey has been running. That's fine. But we get a lot of awesome sports that I watch regularly. So we got F1 coming back. I'm thinking about getting into MotoGP this year. I hear that's a fun sport. Um, but F1 is something that I always look forward to, okay? F1's back. They had their first race a couple days ago. Awesome. I'm just so excited that it's back, okay? Something that I look forward to um, to watch on the weekends, and it's just a great time. If you've never watched F1 before, it's just amazing. I once saw the Indy um, racing, so Indy cars. I saw Indy in Toronto. They have that every year, so I saw that a couple years ago. I saw that a couple years. Um, I think I've been there twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um but yeah, I went there a couple of years ago, and I also went to F1 as well in Montreal. 
I had an allergy attack that day, so I didn't even stay for the race. But I saw all the qualifying, all the practice, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I was dying of allergies. That was like the worst allergy experience in my life. And I just couldn't even like open up my eyes. I was just like dying. I was just dying. I don't know if anybody has allergies here, but it was just seasonal pollen allergies. And it was just high pollen all weekend long. And it just wrecked my life in Montreal. But F1's back. Super excited. Drive to Survive. I think it's season three or something like that is officially on Netflix. So they've, you know, posted the new episodes. And I don't know if you've ever watched that, but even if you're not into F1, you definitely need to watch that series. It is so good. It is amazing. And you don't have to be into cars. Well, you probably should. But there is a lot of drama behind the scenes of F1. It's not just about racing. And, you know, if you don't watch the races, it's very well done. It's it's an amazing documentary. Um, it's a docu-series. And every single year, um, over the last couple of years, they've been posting at the end of the season a brand new you know season of this show. I think it's like ten episodes. I literally watched it in two days. I just binge watched it. It was just it was great. I love that show. Um, so it was great. Uh, Drive to Survive. I don't know if anybody has any sweet documentaries that they want to pass along, send them my way. But I really enjoy Drive to Survive. It's something that I look forward to. It's just really cool to see the behind the scenes, like what's actually happening all the drama that's happening with these F1 teams because, you know, last year there was some issue with the car designs and, you know, a bunch of the teams were sort of uh, protesting against this one team because they thought that their car was copied from another team, Mercedes. And, um, yeah, lots of drama there, lots of um, emotions, and even, like, hearing how drivers switch from one team to another, sort of the ups and downs of the driver journey, like people getting... um, you know, their seat taken in their cars because there's only two seats per car. So Ferrari only has two drivers. So if you're not doing well, you will get pulled as a driver. So lots of drama. So if you're into that whole, you know, Jersey Shore drama, you may enjoy F1 Drive to Survive. It's just, I don't know, it's just a great behind the scenes, like look into F1 and professional race car driving. They have so much money in that sport too. So it's really interesting to see. It's wild. Um, But Life's been busy, you know, life's been busy, been busy with work, been busy with teaching, you know, busy with training. Training's been great, though, because the warm weather's finally here. I think right now, I'm going to check the weather right now, it's 12 degrees. No, it isn't. It's 18 degrees. I lied. I was in Montreal weather. It's 18 degrees right now. Depending on how the weather plays out later today, I might go for my first ride outside for the year. My first ride outside for the year. Today's supposed to be a run, but I kind of want to go outside. I've been wanting to go outside and ride for like so long. It's so long. Um, I did a hard Zwift session yesterday. I did a couple um, Torta Torta Watopia. There's like this special thing right now. Torta Watopia. And um, basically it is a, uh, a series on Zwift and it's basically a uh like a special event every single year they have it it's just tour to watopia and it's fun it's just a great way to sort of you know enjoy zwift it's something to look forward to you can unlock jerseys you can unlock you know bikes and one thing that they don't tell you about zwift one thing that they don't tell you about that stuff is that those things actually matter those things actually matter what i mean by that well you can get in-game bikes wheels that stuff actually affects your performance. It's crazy. There's this bike called the Tron bike, and it's the best bike in the game. 
and it's just OP. It's just next level. And um, the Tron bike's really weird because you can only get the Tron bike if you unlock it. And the way that you unlock the Tron bike is uh, basically you have to climb, I think it's 80,000 meters um, in-game. And I think right now I have like 17,000 meters. Once you get to 80,000 meters climbed, you can unlock the Tron bike. And basically it's just OP. It's just like next level. It's like the lightest bike. It's the most aerodynamic. So that will infect, uh, actually affect your in-game performance. And it's very weird. Zwift is cool. Um, I don't know what I would be doing without Zwift, to be honest. Uh, but it makes life just way more fun. And it gives you something to do, especially on the long rides. Like I did a two-hour and 45-minute ride on Saturday. And if I didn't have Zwift, I would be so bored. Like, what do you even do? Um, and I know back in the day, especially like my dad and stuff, they would just like put on like a TV show or they would um, watch training videos and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's not fun. That's not fun. At least Zwift is entertaining. It's a game. It's kind of like playing like, you know, Gran Turismo. Um, it's like the same sort of perspective. And it's just super fun. It keeps you engaged. And there's races and workouts and stuff that you can do. So it's very interesting that when it comes to Zwift, you know, all of these little elements actually make a difference. Because whenever you do a ride, like and it's a hilly route, you need to make sure that you pick a specific bike. I wasn't doing that before. I was just riding whatever bike was like my most expensive bike. And what I noticed after reading like articles, there's like actual bloggers that speak about this, like Zwift Insider. And they post like tests and experiments that they've done. And these bikes make a huge difference. Like you may save 10 seconds, 15 seconds on a TT course because you chose a different bike. Just because it's lighter and there's hills. So going into that information like what i've been noticing is that if i select the wrong bike i'm not going to have a fun time like i tried to do this uh, race the other day and i didn't realize it was a dirt course and the minute it's a dirt course you have to pick like a mountain bike or a cross bike and i did not do that i didn't know it was a dirt course it was my first time riding that course and um i was the only one on a road bike and I was with the group for like five minutes. I was just hammering it. And then the minute we got into just only dirt, it started off like asphalt. The minute we got into just only dirt and it was just all hills, they just friggin' pulled away. And it made a huge difference um, on that sort of circumstance. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but it definitely makes a huge difference. It's like when you're playing Call of Duty and like you have different attachments on the guns and all this sort of stuff, different perks. Um, all that stuff makes a difference. Same thing with Zwift. It's very, very interesting. And it all comes down to strategy. It's like even in Zwift right now too, like you can use power-ups for certain rides. You can pick power-ups. And um, if you have like a certain power-up, like you have a, it makes you lighter or it makes you more aerodynamic. It's only for a few seconds. You have to make sure that you use that power-up at the right time. So if you're using like the feather power up, which is for, it makes you lighter. So it's for hill climbing. If you use that on the flat, it's not going to make a difference. But if you use that on a hill, it's going to make a huge difference. So when it comes to Zwift, like, you know, strategy is everything. So I've been busy with Zwift. It's been fun. And I don't know what I would do without it, but I really want to get outside and ride. I'm really looking forward to it. And I want to do some mountain biking. You know, I haven't done mountain biking since last year in the fall. And my last mountain bike ride I absolutely ate it on a on a turn. I absolutely ate it on a turn. 
one of the reasons I haven't, you know, I didn't go back out after that. It was already getting cold anyways. But um, one of the reasons I'm hesitant to go back out mountain biking, um, especially like after work and stuff, is that there's so many people on the trails lately. Since this pandemic started, people like started going outside. All these people are active now, which was never the case. Like the trails were just dead before. And it was just a few people maybe walking. And there's lots of nice trails in like Oakville and Halton. And um, I don't know how I feel about mountain biking, like especially during like those busy times because there's so many people on the trails and some people don't move. Some people are walking like four people abreast and don't even get me started with that because that really grinds my gears. But it's, it's annoying. It's annoying when you see that stuff because especially if you're taking a corner, you know, if there's people walking three people abreast, they're taking up the entire like uh, path. So how are you going to pass them? You got to friggin' drive into the dirt. So last uh, fall, my last ride that I did, I got into like a little bit of an accident. I ate it because I was literally taking a, a corner. It was a right corner. It was just a swooping right. And it was a blind spot. So you can't really see it because there's trees and stuff like that. So you can't really see if there's anybody else coming, but you just take it easy. So I, I wasn't moving you know, too fast. And I was just going right. There was this kid and, you know, his dad was like ahead of him, like by a while. So I saw his dad and then his kid was just like behind him. It was like a teenager. The kid was riding into the corner. It was, so he would have been going left on the left-hand side of the path. What are we doing? The left-hand side of the path? Learn the rules of the road. That's not how it works. What? So literally when I'm turning right, and I got some speed. I'm not like, I'm just cruising, but I still got speed. I see this kid coming the other way at the last minute because it's a blind spot. I literally just, just skid and just eat shit. I ate it. I ate it. I had to eat it or else I probably would have killed that kid because... He was a lot smaller, you know, he had no, he didn't have much momentum, but he was riding on the left-hand side. Absolutely insane. I was so angry. And that's what really like upset me with um, the whole mountain biking and the trails thing lately uh, is that incident. Because, you know, before that even like, there's just people like taking up the entire path and I'm ringing my bell and people aren't moving because they got headphones on and they got their dogs on both sides of them and they're just taking up the entire path it's just ridiculous people don't have respect i don't understand where respect went but people just don't have it anymore just if you're in the trails if you're on a path you don't have to take up the entire path and that brings me to my next point if you're on the track and you're running it's a running track six lanes every single track is six lanes don't take up five of the lanes because you want to walk beside your friends I don't know what the situation is. I don't know why it's like that. But in my area, for some reason, for some reason, there's a bunch of older people. And I'm talking like they're, you know, they're elderly, like they're older. And they go to the track to walk, which is great. I love it. But don't walk four people abreast. And then all of the runners are only in one lane or two lanes absolutely insane i don't understand why people do that absolutely insane 
So I'm literally just, you have to run around people the entire time. It's like you're doing an obstacle course race. And I made a TikTok about that and I was amped up and I was not having fun because literally you have to obstacle course race this. Why am I going to the track if you're going to take up four of the six lanes? Absolutely insane. And then there's some kids that put their bike right in the middle of the lane. And I was just like, are you guys actually serious? I'm just like, move your bike. <laughs> some kid like put it in the first lane because he was going to go play football with his friends. I'm just like, hey, move your bike. This is a track. You see people working out here? Oh, you okay, move your bike. I didn't say it that way, but I said, move, dude, move your bike. He's just like, okay, yeah, sorry, bro. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> what is... Like you literally see people using the first lane and you put your bike there. I don't understand it. I understand it. I think that kid was just like, he just wasn't paying attention. He just wanted to go with his friends. I get it. Um, I have a couple friends back in the day that um, would be like that. They're just not aware of the situation, which is annoying, but they're just not aware of their surroundings and the way that they act. And um, it's annoying for other people, but you know, they don't mean it. Uh, so, but definitely... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these older people, they take up five lanes. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know if it's like that on your track or it's just my area. I've been to different tracks and the ones in Mississauga, they're usually fine. Um, there's people running different speeds in the different lanes. Great. It might be the time of day that I go, but I've been in the morning. I've been in the evening at this track, maybe it's just the demographics in the area, people like to do their walks on the track. But it's not like just walking two people in one lane. No, everybody gets a lane to walk. What are we doing? What are we doing? Crazy. And then you get to the point where like, there's people in three lanes walking, right? And this is COVID, right? So you don't want to be right beside people. Um, you know, so if somebody's like, in the second lane, I'm going to hug the left lane a little bit more um, just so I'm not super close to them. But they're taking out three people. There's somebody in the first lane and I have to pass the person in the first lane because they're not going as fast. So I have to go in between everybody. And it's just like, why are you taking up three lanes? Three people could probably take up two lanes the most and just be on the five and six. Why do you have to be in the middle? The faster in the middle? It's faster to walk. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand the logic. I don't know if it's the way that, you know, I am or the way that I was brought up. But in terms of self-awareness, I find that is such an important skill. <laughs> self-awareness. Like, don't you feel uncomfortable that people are always going out of their way whenever they pass you? Like, they pass you and then they come back into that same lane that you're walking in. Because you and your friends are walking four people up, you know, abreast. I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't care who you are, what age you are, where you're from, you know, what occupation you have, what fitness level you have. It doesn't matter. You know, just be respectful. Have some self-awareness. If you see, like, all of the runners are just going through you and your friends, just, you know, Tighten up and went into two two lanes. I have no problem with that. Like people go into two lanes, the right lanes. You know, the right lanes just go into the sec fifth and sixth lane, even fourth, fifth, sixth. But the minute we're getting into four, five lanes, 
and people are swinging their arms, that's when I got a problem. It's crazy. It's crazy. That is my rant of the day because it just, it triggers me. It triggers me. It makes me so angry. And it's so funny. I always tell like um, people, I'm just like, yeah, today was uh, just another day on the track. Just people just taking up four lanes, just walking beside each other. And then there's also people that like, um, like they go out with their family and they're just like, oh, let's go for a family walk. And they have kids and the kids are biking in two of the lanes and they're walking in two of the lanes. I don't understand why people are doing that. When there's people there running, like they're there to run. It's like if people are like playing baseball, for example, on a baseball field, okay, a pitch. Um, people are playing a baseball game. They're playing a pickup baseball game. And then you start doing, you know, laps in the middle of the field. You start doing burpees from home plate to first base. Isn't that going to be a little bit distracting? Isn't that going to get into that that way? I get it if you're there first, but still. But still. You can walk anywhere, right? But also, you don't have to take up all that space. Share the space. Sharing is caring. I don't understand why that's such a big thing. Be self-aware and share the space. I don't know why people haven't learned this. This is, you know... Core principles, core principles. Y'all probably think I'm crazy, but it absolutely grinds my gears. Um, when you go into a, a track and it's just like, I get it if it's busy and people are going at different speeds in the track. I get it. I get it. That's all good. You know, people are trying to be active, but it's when people walk side by side by side. So you can't even pass people because you have to pass, you know, in whatever lanes available. And they're just taking it at the same speed. I get you want to walk with your friends, but, you know, don't take up five lanes out of six, okay? Let's be respectful, okay? I'm going to start taking pictures and posting this on my TikTok. Next time I see that, I'm going to post a picture on my TikTok. I'm see this is what I'm talking about. You guys think I'm crazy? You think I'm overreacting? This is what we're dealing with. All of the runners are on one lane, and then there's just people walking side by side in five lanes. Craziness. I don't get it. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. So how's your day going? <laughs> oh man, bro. Like what? I don't get it, bro. But training's been good. <laughs> I look forward to going outside a little bit. Bought myself a bike computer. First bike computer ever. I, well, I guess maybe not. First smart bike computer. I used to have obviously this, you know, the ones that you just put on your rim and stuff like that. But I bought a Garmin bike computer, which is perfect because I have a Garmin watch. I got a Garmin bike computer and, um, you know, it's perfect. It links up to my, you know, my training plans and stuff like that. I can do workouts on there, but it also has GPS, which is another great thing. Um, so lots of benefits for that. And I finally got it. And it shows obviously my speed, my cadence, um, you know, my watts and all that sort of good stuff directly in that bike computer. So very helpful, especially when it comes to racing and just in the TT position. And I think that's just like a great addition. I don't know. Some people would be like, oh, you don't really need that, but you definitely do. You definitely do. Especially, you know, this summer, I want to ride outside a lot because, you know, it's been a long winter indoors. It's been a long winter indoors. These Canadian winters just feel so long. It's just so cold and snowy and rainy and you can't go outside. I'm not, I'm not riding in the snow like a psycho. Um, I know some people do that, but 
you're crazy, okay? You're absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been using a, an app called uh, Training Peaks, which will be the app of the day, I guess. Yeah, let's do the app of the day, Training Peaks, okay? This is actually what I've been using lately. I've just been trying it out. Um, basically, it's like a workout planning app. Um, I already record all my like workouts and my training plans on like an Excel spreadsheet, like a custom Excel spreadsheet, like a, uh, I don't know, like what people always do, what the OGs do. So I always do that on Excel, but I started using this thing called Training Peaks, which is actually really cool because one of the benefits of Training Peaks is that you can actually um, sync your workouts from Training Peaks into like your watch, into your Garmin, like bike computer, and you can get all that information there into Zwift as well. So it's very beneficial in that way. Um, and it's just like a really good snapshot. It's obviously obviously a little bit better than an Excel spreadsheet because it'll say, you know, all of your specific metrics in one place. Um, although I can take a look at Garmin and see like, hey, like, you know, what was my ride like? What was my heart rate like? What was my average, you know, power and all that sort of good stuff. It shows it all in training peaks because it's just all synced there anyways. Um, but it's actually really good in that way. Um, I don't know. I want to get into it a little bit more. I don't have the premium version. I only have the free version. And the free version is good. Um, but there's definitely a few features that they don't have in the free version, which is pretty annoying. One of them being if you have a training plan or you have like specific days where you're going to do workouts, if you want to move them, you can't even move them in a training plan. So it's like kind of annoying um, if I wanted to like sort of switch some days up or maybe take a rest day instead of doing this and you want to push it forward, you can't do it. And I don't feel like paying the extra money for the premium yet. We'll see how it goes over the next few months. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's a good app though. If you're looking to sort of um, track your training, um, especially in endurance sports, um, it's really good to do that. So I do recommend that. It is, it is a good time. And um, I've been getting some emails lately uh, from the local like multi-sport promotions and it looks like we may have some multi-sport happening this year this summer um, they may be making some adjustments in the formats uh, making it obviously COVID friendly maybe smaller cohorts um, so basically they're going to do like smaller groupings of races so heats and stuff like that which is fine that's life um, it's obviously you know not the same because you know you may be wanting to test yourself against the entire field but given the circumstances i will literally take that over anything there's obviously still lots of uh virtual races going on right now that you can do but honestly those aren't the same and i don't even do those to be honest if i do like a virtual race it's like on zwift or like another platform like that but in terms of things like um, virtual triathlons and duathlons it's just not the same I was, uh, as I, w I think I was saying this last week, I was doing this thing called Zwift Duathlon League. And, um, you know, I actually didn't do the last race. I think I did the last bike. But, um, you know, in terms of that last one, my Zwift run pod wasn't working. So, like, the, the run pod that I put on my shoe that tracks my cadence and speed on the treadmill, um, it just decided not to work. And, um, yeah, couldn't do it. And it actually had, I think I had issues the week before as well. So I didn't even finish that. It was pretty depressing. But um, I like those little like Zwift events. They're they're engaging. They're encouraging. And they give you something to like sort of do and look forward to in the week. Uh, 
even if it's not just like, you know, a workout or a training plan, at least it's like something for you to push yourself in. And, um, yeah, that's why I'm really looking forward to, you know, the summer. I hope we get some races. I hope we really get some races, you know, and I hope the world championships are still a go in the Netherlands. I hope the borders are open. I hope we're able to go. Ah, lots of questions, lots of things up in the air. So we'll see what happens, but especially in terms of local races, I really hope that's a thing because if it isn't, I'm going to cry. I'm literally going to cry. I'm literally going to cry because it's been almost, how long has it been? Almost two years, I guess, because we didn't have any racing last year. Yeah. So a year and a half, no racing, pretty sad pretty depressing so a year and a half just training indoors grinding by myself so either people are going to be really good when we come back or i have an advantage because i've been consistent but i think people have been training really hard um, indoors so we'll see what happens hopefully hopefully i can come back and shine that'd be nice because um i got some stuff i gotta prove i got some stuff i gotta get off my chest you know but I also want that extra motivation. You know, racing outdoors is just an extra motivation. It's just so fun. Um, it's just enjoyable. So I really, really hope we get some racing this year. It seems that on these promotions, these local races, the first possible race would be in something like June. So midsummer, you know, in the summer, really in the midst of summer. Um, hopefully we get something. Hopefully we get something. Um, I got some... Uh, Got some hate the other day. Got some hate the other day on social media because I made a TikTok and it was dissing people that don't drink black coffee. I was talking as a coffee snob. I'm a fellow coffee snob, right? Drinking a coffee right now. And um, I made a fun TikTok just uh, talking about how, you know, when people say that they're super into coffee, but they add all of this extra stuff into it. So it's like not really coffee because I kept seeing stuff on TikTok and people would like, put all these different flavors they were like oh having my morning coffee and then they you know put all these different flavors like cream milk a hershey cream you know a caramel swirl you know uh what's it called um a little bit of coffee ice cubes you know whipped cream cherry all this stuff and it's just like that's not even coffee that's a dessert okay that's not coffee that's a dessert i get that in your world in starbucks they say that that's a coffee that's not a coffee. I hate to break it to you, but that's not a coffee. That's a dessert. That's a milkshake. <laughs> that's literally a milkshake. And um, yeah, some people felt like I was attacking them. And um, I want to say for the record, I was absolutely attacking you. I was absolutely attacking you because there's only one way to drink coffee. And you know what I'm going to say. It has to be black. It has to be, you know, the pure coffee you don't add all those extra things in it. I, I remember I was once like you. I was once like you. I used to have my coffees regular. I would do regular. So one cream and one sugar. And then I grew up, okay? That was in high school. I, then I grew up, okay? You know what I used to drink a lot back in the day? Um, ice caps. That was, uh, that was a tough one. I used to drink those all the time. High school, university was a big, big thing. Just ice caps, ice caps, ice caps. I probably put on weight from just drinking ice caps for sure because I was addicted. And there was probably so much sugar in those. Literally since university, I haven't had an ice cap. Crazy. I changed my life. I changed my life from, you know, working in a restaurant 
eating a lot of uh, chicken finger dingers. That's what I used to call them. Chicken finger dinners. That was like a chicken finger um, meal that we used to have at Lone Star. And basically, it was like just breaded chicken. It was just it was just amazing. You toss it in wing sauce. It, it was like breaded wings. It's just amazing. Next level, okay? I used to have that all the time after my shift, you know, in university. And I put on some weight. Put on some weight. Wasn't working out at all. Wasn't doing any of that. Just drinking ice caps, right? Eating chicken finger dinners. <laughs> and, um, you know, drinking some brewskis. I'm not going to lie to you. Drinking some brewskis and just not working out. That was my life. Chicken finger dinners, dingers, I like to call it that, chicken finger dingers, and we got ice caps, we got brewskis, and we got no working out, and lots of stress, lots and lots of stress from school, and um, that was my life for a while, and um, I finally, I made that change, I took the plunge, guys, finally started a workout, got into it, got obsessed, and now we're here, it's just crazy. And um, a lot of people don't realize that is that like, you know, before I sort of got into duathlons, I just sort of was not doing anything. I just stopped doing stuff because, you know, when I was in high school, I um, got in a bad concussion, as many people know on this podcast. And, you know, that was in grade nine. And then, you know, I couldn't really play sports anymore. I definitely couldn't play contact sports um, just because of obviously the head trauma. I just you can't take the uh, the risk because it was a serious concussion. And then I got into things like dance, not as much cardio for dance, but I did get into dance. And then I ended up getting into rock climbing in university. And that was a really big thing because that actually helped me end up getting um, in shape and stuff like that and gave me something to work towards. So, you know, when I was like eating that garbage and stuff like that, then I started getting into rock climbing and then, you know, my lifestyle started to change. And then I ended up getting into duathlons because that was something that I wanted to give a go. And, um, you know, started to get back into running and cycling a lot more. And um, yeah, and then that's sort of how it turned out. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to do a race this year. That's going to be my goal. I'm going to do a race in the summer. I started looking up um, all that information. And then I found, you know, some races and I'm just like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do some duathlons. We're going to do the do's. Okay. And, um, you know, train towards that, just all self-training, just self-motivated, just trying to get that and did well, did well in my first race already. And it was like, I think I came third in my age group, which was good. And, um, you know, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. Right out of the gate, we did pretty good. And, um, you know, up from there, up from there. And then definitely by the end of that year, and that was my first year. And then I ended up qualifying for, you know, age group team Canada. It was supposed to go to the Netherlands the following year. That didn't happen. So it's going to be this year. So that's my little journey in a bundle. Why did I start doing duathlons? It was just one of those things that I wanted to do. Um, I actually was kind of interested in finding out about it for a while. Even in university, I was like kind of interested. I was just like, oh, that's really interesting. Even, you know, because I was kind of looking at, you know, documentaries and stuff like that. And, you know, certain things. Because I used to be into running back in elementary school. I was really into running, um, you know, along with other sports. But elementary school, I was really into running. Like, even though I was so long ago... Um, but like, you know, that was one of the things that I used to do alongside like hockey and stuff. And, um, yeah, just one of those things, just full circle. So now we're super obsessed with multi-sport, multi-sport. That's something that I'm super obsessed with. And it's crazy how you can make a change in your life and 
you know, you never know what's going to come from it. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the next year. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. So just make the most of it. You know, if you want to do something, just do it. And I think that's something that many people miss out on is that they're too afraid to do it or it may seem like a lot of work or they don't know where to start. You know, sometimes you just got to get started, you know. For when I was starting to train for these duathlons, I just started running a little bit, cycling a little bit, just sort of getting active. And that's the first step, right? It's just getting a little bit active, getting the blood flowing, and just start moving a little bit. And that will get you started, okay? Don't overthink it because there's no expectations. When you're getting started, there's no expectations. Now, I got a lot of expectations for myself. Got a lot of goals. So, you know, that stuff comes with time, but especially when you're getting started, like there's no expectations. So if you want to do a duathlon, if you want to do a triathlon, an Ironman, an ultra marathon, a marathon, or even a 5k, even a 1k, just get started, start training slowly. And I think one of the things that people need to remember is that, you know, everything takes time. This stuff doesn't happen in literally a week. It doesn't happen in two weeks. You know, it takes time. It takes months, it takes years, just takes time you just got to grind it out it's all comes down to grinding it out and being consistent and i think that's something that people need to remember is just be consistent and just try to get after it okay and that's something that i hold near and dear to my heart is just working hard and just getting after it because that's something that you may not try to do a lot or you may be confused on where to start and i know a lot of people do get confused and i get that um it can be overwhelming, especially if you're starting something new. You know, it can be overwhelming, but that's how you grow. You know, that's how you find the things that you enjoy is by trying new things, right? I really enjoy rock climbing. Unfortunately, though, you know, one of the reasons I haven't been rock climbing at all, not only because I'm super into training for the duathlon, but I would definitely be rock climbing on a regular basis still, like at least once a week I would like to go. But we're in the pandemic and I don't feel like rock climbing with a mask on. I know a lot of people that do it. I don't want to do it. It's not for me. To be honest, it's not for me. And um, some people are into that, but um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that whole rock climbing with a mask on. Not for me. But, um, you know, hopefully once things improve, we can get back into the pool. We can start rock climbing a little bit, you know, more. Hopefully it's warmer and I can at least just go and just, you know, Go for a swim in the open water. But I would like to get back into the pool soon. I don't even know if it's safe. Like, what is considered safe anymore? I don't even know. But I just feel like swimming right now probably isn't the safest. I get that they have chlorine, but does that kill COVID? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But um, I just feel that, like, oh, you have, a, you know, chlorine water in your mouth. You have water in your mouth when you're swimming. I feel like it's probably not the safest. <laughs> I, I don't know how the filtration works. I don't know how much bacteria chlorine kills. I know it kills a lot, but I don't know if it kills COVID or else they would just be, I don't know. We'd be showering in chlorine, I guess. I, I don't know what the situation is. The book of the day, <laughs> My World by Peter Sagan. Okay, Peter Sagan's one of the greatest sprinters, punchers of all time in the world of road cycling. He's an absolute beast ex-world champion he's won a bunch of world titles he's just a monster on the bike if you're looking for a really cool biography 
he's just so interesting. He had a very interesting life and he talks about, you know, his journey in professional cycling, how he became one of the best riders of all time. And um, yeah, check it out. My World by Peter Sagan. And um, it's great. I listened to the audiobook on that one. It was good. It was just great, enjoyable, captivating, and not too long, which is always a benefit for, you know, books. Not too long. Some books are way too long. And I want to make that clear. Some books are way too long. They could have ended in the second chapter. Okay. And I want to make that clear. If you're an author and you're watching this right now and you have a super long book with lots of nonsense, make it shorter. Make it shorter. That could be the director's cut, the extended version. But for people to read, make it shorter. Make it like a TikTok, you know, 15 seconds. Okay. And then have the extended version, which is the longer version, which is the minute. Okay. But other than that, you don't need the 200 extra pages of nonsense. And I want to make that clear. Okay. I want to make that clear. Facts. You know what's so, so interesting is that some people like have come out with their own books. Like if you look at like Audible and stuff, sometimes there's like, here's a summary of Tools of Titans. And it's like only one hour instead of obviously 20 hours, which is Tim Ferriss's book length. <laughs> um, and like, they'll just come out with a book. It's not even by Tim Ferriss, but it's just like somebody summarizing the book. Just, you're just listening to somebody's summary. It's just very weird. I don't, I don't know why people do that. I don't know who buys those and listens to them, but I mean, if you do, I should come out with one. <laughs> just don't even read the book. It's just like a summary of what I think the book's about. It's basically a podcast. <laughs> it's all good. But that I think you guys would listen to that. Would you pay for it? Could this be an NFT? Could this be an NFT? <laughs> My concept of doing audiobooks for other authors of books that I've never read. That'd be a good NFT. I'm going to come out with that, okay? I'm trademarking that right now. I'm calling it shotgun. That's my idea, okay? With that being said, I think that's it for today's podcast, to be honest. We've been talking for a little bit. Been talking for a little bit, chatting, catching up. Um, in terms of summer, we're entering the warmer uh, months. You know, make sure you check out Relentless Bikes if you're looking for a single-speed bike, if you're looking for something to cruise around with, or you're just looking for a fun fixie. Um, check out RelentlessBikes.com. You can check that out. Um, lots of awesome stuff, obviously, help happening in the summer. Warm weather being one of them, you know, and just getting outside is another, you know. Go outside for a walk, you know. Go outside for a bike ride. This stuff will get you that vitamin D that you need. Go, for, go outside for a run as well. You know, I think people don't go outside enough. I personally don't go outside enough. And I try to force myself to go outside, you know, after work sometimes and be like, I need to get some fresh air. Um, whether it's me walking the dogs or just going for a quick bike ride. Honestly, that fresh air helps. It just helps so much. So try to go outside today. Get outside, you know, and um, don't be lazy. Get outside, okay? With that being said, though, got lots of stuff coming up. Stay tuned for more episodes. Stay tuned for some awesome content. Follow the Instagram. Follow the social media at I am Brad Thompson, and you can follow everything there. But with that being said, the question of the day, the question of the day is going to be, why haven't you started yet? Why haven't you started yet? So if you want to hop into rock climb, if you want to get into multi-sport, why haven't you started yet? What's your excuse? Okay, what's your excuse? This is my David Goggins. You don't know me, son. What's your excuse? 
okay? Why haven't you started yet? Start today, okay? Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Make sure you subscribe and all that sort of good stuff. And we'll catch y'all on the flippity flop. Peace out. Leave him to Canadian dream.